Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Hello, and welcome to May's bonus podcast episode. So this one is going to look a little bit different in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. I really wanted to bring real conversations about mental health to the show, especially from the entrepreneurship lens because I know as an entrepreneur that struggles with mental health myself, it's really hard to find people to connect with and to feel like you're not alone and to find ways to really cope and manage with it when building your business. So I brought together five incredible women that have opened their hearts to sharing their own struggles and wins with mental health in a transparent way online. I admire their stories, and I am so excited for you to hear from some guests that you may have already heard from, and some new guests as well. Before we hear from these amazing female entrepreneurs that shine so brightly, even in the midst of depression and anxiety and bipolar disorder, I wanted to openly share my journey as well. So I have always struggled with anxiety. It runs genetically in my mom's side of my family. I can even think back to being a child and being so anxious, like literally having anxiety attacks before basketball games. I didn't like basketball. I was always sport I didn't like that I played. And I remember literally panicking beforehand, even just as a child. And I know I definitely saw that come up in unhealthy relationships I had um, in college and especially as an entrepreneur. And I remember always thinking, and maybe this is something you can relate to, is I always was afraid that mental health would enable me from being a good business owner, that I wouldn't be able to juggle everything, that eventually I just wouldn't be able to handle everything and I'd have to drop one or the other, essentially. And I remember going six months into business, you know, right when I made that transition from being a full-time student to then running my business full-time, that is when I struggled with my mental health the most. I was overworking myself and I had a lack of boundaries that really led to a breaking point and completely changed how I run my business now. I just remember sitting on my couch and thinking I didn't even remember when I saw another human last. I didn't remember the last time I took a day off. And I even remember just feeling like my anxiety was getting so loud that it felt like it was yelling at me in my head. And that's kind of when I realized I had to make a lot of really big shifts in my life. And a lot of them might seem very service level. They might seem super basic, like self-care. But a lot of them had to do with how I structure my business. So this is kind of some tips I have for how I manage my anxiety before we hop right in. So no caffeine is the biggest one, the biggest one. And it was something I was so stubborn about getting rid of because you see everyone having their 10 million cups of coffee on Instagram and you feel like you have to be a part of it to be productive. But when I have caffeine, my mental health is 10 times worse. So I avoid it and almost never have it unless I'm having like a migraine or something crazy. 
And the other ones that seem so basic is sleeping eight, nine hours a day. And then also just getting exercise, I feel like make a big difference when it comes to just taking care of myself. I sleep better, I feel better, and I give myself the time to rest and really rejuvenate. And just in general, having hobbies that support making my mind a little bit clearer and a less cloudy from anxiety. Um, so reading, walking, watercolors, macrame, those are some things that I really love and they really help ease my mind, especially in the evenings instead of watching a show that's kind of stressful, which I feel like can really trigger my anxiety. I find that sitting down with my watercolors is just so incredibly soothing. And kind of going into business is the biggest thing is having very clear boundaries. So what are your office hours? What is included in the retainer people are paying for? What can people expect from me in around turnaround time? All of those different things. Because I never feel guilty that I'm not working above and beyond my hours because it's very clear these boundaries are set. So I send that in my welcome packet. And I am always very happy to say, you know, in reference to my office hours, all those types of things, because it's really important to know that those boundaries are important and they're worth setting and maintaining. Another big thing is just getting rid of services that no longer serve my energy well, because I found that when I'm working and stressing myself out over something that just isn't a good service for me to offer anymore, it can really trigger me to have anxiety attacks and mental health breakdowns. One thing is one-on-one sessions. I found that it really dug me into the dirt mental health-wise, and I'd get anxious before them, and they just would really take a lot of my energy away from the places where I felt like I could serve. Also, just doing things outside of social media, I found made me really anxious when I was doing websites and logo design. Like, oh no, it was not my thing, and I would just get so anxious sitting at my computer to even work on it and do it. Another big thing is not forcing myself to show up. I always get the question like, what do you do if you want to show up on stories and you're not feeling it? If I am anxious one day and I don't have a reason or rhyme why, or I do have a reason why, I don't force myself to show up on stories. I don't force myself to do anything because you're going to be pouring out of an empty cup if you can't even ease your own mind when it comes to whatever you're struggling with. And the another a big thing, which might seem so small as my last point, is knowing that nothing is personal. So if you're getting feedback, if you know someone doesn't like your work, if someone doesn't like you, if you get bad comments, whatever it is that really triggers you to kind of spiral into that really deep and dark place, which I know I've been in, in a lot of times, I have to realize that business is business. And even though I like to bring my personality and my soul into what I do for work, those things do not determine my worth. They don't determine how I am as a person. And that can kind of give me some peace when it comes to kind of getting anxious about those different types of things. So without further ado, now that I've shared a little bit about my own mental health struggles and tips and why this topic is so near and dear to my heart, let's hear from our special guests, Megan, Jess, Carson, and V. Hi, everyone. I'm Megan Reed, and I'm a lettering artist and designer hanging out in Nashville, Tennessee. As someone who struggled with my mental health and that overwhelming feeling of not enoughness, one of my strongest passions is making others feel seen. So I help people discover the magic of who they truly are by using their creative superpower to build self-confidence. One of my biggest struggles as a creative entrepreneur is when my inner critic teams up with my depression. Because more often than not, the combination of the two make a really mean pair. Imagine with me for a second, 
you're trying to build and launch a product to help others feel better about themselves. Your inner critic says, who are you to put this out there? Other people are doing it way better. And depression says, your inner critic is so right. And even if you do get it out there, no one will care because you aren't good enough. That's nasty, right? Some days it's overwhelming and I let it get to me. Other days, I'm able to overcome it and keep pressing forward. My trick? Self-love and affirmations. Rinse and repeat. You cannot hate yourself into a version of yourself you like. So whenever I hear my inner critic getting vocal, I take slow, deep breaths and practice some affirmations related to what I'm going through. In this case, I'd say, I am enough and I matter. People want to hear from me. Say that enough times and I promise you'll believe it. You must love yourself to stay sane as an entrepreneur. And speaking of loving yourself, the best tip I have for actively managing your mental health as an entrepreneur or really any type of human is to make time for creativity and play. Schedule it in if you have to. I know you're busy because it's so important to have a creative outlet to stay happy and true to our own unique needs and desires. Lettering is my creative outlet and discovering that outlet helped me doodle and draw and express my emotions in a safe space instead of keeping it all bottled up inside. Being creative helped me get to know who I really was, the good and the bad. I think creative outlets can be therapeutic like that, so I always encourage entrepreneurs like you to dig deep and create space for that fun me time to keep your mental health in check. Another thing I do to make sure I'm practicing that self-love is include it in my morning routine. Right when I wake up, I drink a big glass of water, brush my teeth, stretch, and sit down to meditate and practice affirmations. I don't even look at my phone for the first hour of my day at least because I know how easily I can get sucked in to giving other people power over my time. Mornings are for me. They're how I start my day off on the right foot and how I keep my inner critic quiet and my mental health happy. When I create time for self-love in the morning, I know I'm way more likely to have a good day. If you want some more tips and tricks on managing your mental health, I'd love the opportunity to connect with you further. I do most of my hanging out on Instagram over at Megan Lee Letters, M-E-G-A-N-L-E-I-G-H, Letters. I spell it out because there's so many ways. And I want to hear from you. Slide into my DMs and tell me, how are you making time for self-love and creativity? If you're not making time for it and you need help, I've got some great resources in the link on my profile. From a printable coloring book I lettered full of positive and empowering self-love to a free 30-day affirmations checklist and a beginner's hand lettering course. I'm all about using creativity to uncover who we really are and be cool with it. So come on over and let's play. Hey there, Jess Massey here, and I am a planner designer, a podcast host, and owner of the productivity brand, Hustle Sanely. Hustle Sanely planners and courses help you design a life that allows you to pursue your dreams without sacrificing your mental health and relationships. So clearly, mental health is a big deal around here, hence why it's a part of my business's tagline. As an entrepreneur myself, one of my biggest struggles with mental health is making sure that I'm not pouring from an empty cup. With my job, I am constantly serving and creating for others, which don't get me wrong, I absolutely love it and it is such a blessing, 
But let me be honest and tell you that if I don't make sure to step back and recharge myself, my mental health suffers big time. Since becoming a business owner, I've learned that it's actually part of my job to take good care of my mental health. Now that I'm a few years into owning this business, I've gotten into a good rhythm of making sure that monitoring my own mental health is at the very top of my priority list. And I actually created a tool for my online community called Hustle Sanely 5 that helps us make sure that we are pursuing peaceful productivity and taking care of our whole self while working toward our goals. It's a list of five things that we do every single day to make sure that we are, like I said, pursuing our dreams without sacrificing our mental health and relationships. So I wanted to share Hustle Sanely 5 with you here and just kind of explain how my online community and myself, how we use it in our day-to-day life. So the five things that make up Hustle Sanely 5. Number one is complete your focus three. Putting your time and energy into three main tasks each day instead of like seven or 10, that allows us to do each task with more intention and to beat the overwhelm that comes with an overflowing to-do list. So that's number Number one, complete your focus three. Number two is move your body for 30 minutes. Now, moving our bodies in a loving way, whether it be through stretching or walking or weightlifting or whatever, for at least 30 minutes every day, obviously that's good for our physical health, right? But research also backs the benefits of regular exercise for our mental health too. So that's why number two of Hustle Sanely 5 is move your body for 30 minutes. Now, number three of Hustle Sanely 5 is tidy for 15 minutes. Spending 15 minutes a day tidying up our space, whether it be our living space or our workspace, helps us maintain creative, clutter-free environments, which in turn keeps us from stressing the heck out over uncontrollable messes. Number four of Hustle Sanely 5 is say or do one kind thing for your yourself. This one is simply to make sure that we are intentionally filling up our own cup every single day by checking in with ourselves and asking, what do I need today? And then honoring that. And then number five of Hustle Sanely 5 is say or do one kind thing for someone else. Now, I don't know about you, but anytime that I love on someone or I serve someone, it always is a boost in the right direction as far as my mental health goes. So one more time, the Hustle Sanely 5 tasks are one, complete your focus, three, two, move for 30 minutes, three, tidy for 15 minutes, four, say or do one kind thing for yourself, and five, say or do one kind thing for someone else. So doing these five things every day helps my online community and I make sure that we are taking care of ourselves mentally and physically so we can show up well in our businesses and in our lives. If you want to learn more about Hustle Sanely 5, I would love to hang out with you over on Instagram. You can find me at at Jess M. Massey or at Hustle Sanely. And I also share weekly tips on how to be peacefully productive over on the Hustle Sanely podcast. Hey there, my name is Carson Murray and I'm the founder of Hype Gal. 
a brand strategy and copywriting studio that helps brands stand out in a crowded marketplace so they can increase their revenue. As you can probably relate, I take my amazing job very seriously, which can make it difficult to balance work and life and all things mental health. However, I've struggled with depression and mood disorders off and on from a very young age. I used to look at my mental health as a crutch, something that held me back from being quote unquote normal and living a happy and productive life. It wasn't until last year when I was clinically diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder that I began to see myself through a different lens, a gentler one. I stopped forcing myself to operate at the same productivity level on a low day as I typically would during a normal or high one. And this didn't mean that I was broken or that the day couldn't still be good. I also began to realize how important it is to prioritize my mental health, especially during the highs and lows of my depressive episodes, and that I didn't have to beat myself up for being less productive because it's just something my body can't control. Instead, with the help of my mental health counselor, I came up with a plan for my different moods. Yes, each of my moods has a plan. Now, this isn't a plan I hold tightly. It's not strict. It's just there when I need it. Imagine it as something like this. If I wake up in the morning and feel depressed, I grab the grace for my day plan out of my proverbial bucket. I know then from the get-go that this is not going to be a day that I pack to the brim with work, but maybe a few tasks that I'm likely to accomplish while honoring my mood so I still feel productive. I give myself permission to move slower on this day, to watch something funny and lighthearted like New Girl during lunch, to definitely move my body, and to surround myself with people who fill me up. I also decorate my space differently. I light a candle in my office, put on happy music, wear comfier clothes, but I still make sure to get ready so I feel good overall. In other words, allowing myself the freedom and permission to create a plan around what I need instead of forcing myself to perform at the same capacity and being disappointed when I mentally can't helps me feel more in control and aware of how to care for my mental health for moods that can be somewhat unpredictable. If I had to package this up nicely in an action plan for you, I'd say these three things. Number one, when you're in a funk, feel it and journal it. Get down to the root of what you're feeling and why and then validate it. If you feel sad for no reason, that's okay. Tell yourself it's okay. It's okay to be in a sad or you know, just off mood, even when you have a ton to do. But then number two is you have to create a plan around it. I know it'd be nice to be able to just jump in bed on days when we feel blue and stay there, but that's just sometimes not an option. We have work and kids and life and people who depend on us. So what kind of plan can you create to honor your mood for that day? Be gentle with yourself and be realistic. Number three is don't isolate yourself. Get around people who make you feel lighter. Right now, I know that can be you know, difficult and I get that, but we can still call them, FaceTime them, make some hot tea and hop on Zoom. Being together right now is difficult, but it's not impossible, so I highly encourage you to get around a really kind, loving, gentle ear. So if you want to continue following along with me, you can find me over at hypegal.co on Instagram or hypegal.co is my website. In the link in my bio, you can sign up for my email list. I'm always giving tips on how to be the marketing pro your business needs you to be. And I also like to share some fun lifestyle mental health tips for being an entrepreneur as well. It was a joy being here and I hope this little pep talk helped. Hello. Hi, Natasha. And thanks for having me here on the Shine Online podcast. I'm so happy to be here. So a bit about me. My name is B, and I'm a personal brand architect. 
but really am a guide. I help dreamers and doers to build a purposeful and profitable brand so that they are as authentic as they are online as when you meet them in person, that is face-to-face. As an entrepreneur who struggles with anxiety, as well as chronic depression and PTSD in the past, it's been a journey and I'm so happy to share some of the things that have worked for me in terms of managing my mental health. I find that having an intentional morning routine keeps my well-being in check. It gives me what I need to start the day well and feeling great. One of the things I do when I wake up is to wake up with natural light, never ever with the sound of a screeching alarm, oh no, or grabbing my iPhone. In the past, whenever I've reached for my phone first thing, it has set me into panic or anxiety mode. You know how it is. You're checking your phone, scrolling social media, or opening your inbox, and next thing you know, you're going down the rabbit hole of comparing yourself with others, or feeling bad about yourself, feeling unworthy, and much more. Or opening an email and feeling stressed. There's a much better way to starting the day for sure. Another thing my morning routine includes is doing morning pages. For those listening, you may have heard it from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. I've been doing this practice for several years now, and this works wonders, especially to kick doubtful Dina or negative Nancy or critical Charlotte, you know, kick its butt. (laughs) There are a few more rituals in my intentional morning routine. Uh, I shared the video on my YouTube channel, BM Ongar. So if that's something you want to know more about, you can feel free to check that out. Look, a little anxiety is good. It's what keeps us safe, even when we don't have to deal with you know, bears or tigers in the wild. In the present situation with COVID-19, for example, it helps me remember to wash my hands and wipe my phone often, for example. And it also helps me when it comes to not wanting to miss out on deadlines or file my taxes for my business. That being said, when anxiety is out of the blue and comes when you don't expect it and don't need it, or when it's to the extent that it's impacting your health, your sleep, your overall being, then that's the kind you want to kick out of your life. And I find that prevention is better than cure. What I mean by that is that the times when my anxiety is increasingly high are often the times when prior to that I have been neglecting self-care or haven't done enough play. It's often when I've worked too much, too long, or didn't make enough time for breathing and doing the things that bring me joy. I mean, speaking of joy, I have a list which I call the joy list. So for anyone listening, if that's something you want to do, I'd encourage you to do that. You simply make a list of all the things that bring you joy. It needs to be something you can do or feel from within. So try to write down things that don't necessarily depend on external factors or someone else. Some of the things on my list are listening to bird songs or taking a few minutes to really appreciate slow moments or when I'm into the shower to massage my neck gently or even having a cup of tea and relishing this moment, being fully immersed in that present moment. It could also be dancing bachata in my kitchen or living room or even at my work desk hugging my husband, little things. Doing those things that make you all giddy and happy and fuzzy inside are so key. They nourish your soul. They are good for you. And they help you deal with anxiety better when it does poke its nasty head. 
And along with that, I include a lot of time for play. I get creative, I do coloring, watercolor painting, gardening, baking, anything that's off the phone and involves mindfulness. You can also try meditation. There is some great apps for that, like Headspace or Calm app. Walks are also great. You can even do like a walking meditation. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we can often spend way too long on our laptops or phones. So taking time off our devices and just going out for a walk for like 15, 20 minutes is amazing. Obviously now with the quarantine situation, this may not be possible, but a dance for like 20 minutes is something anyone can do at home or movement, some gentle movement like Qigong or whatever you prefer. Another thing I do is to cycle sync as well as eat organic and fresh food as much as possible. So I will eat the type of foods that support my cycle. But even if it's not during my cycle, I have also like really good food, good mood kind of foods uh, like blueberries or oats. These are great for your brain and helps you with deal with anxiety or, you know, just keep your mental health um, great. I'll do the right activities during my cycle that support my mental health. For instance, I found that during my luteal phase, I avoid handling difficult tasks or things that involve dealing with crisis. I'll leave that to my online business manager to handle. It also helps me plan my travels better because I get very anxious when I have to fly. So I the thing, the trouble with mental health is revolves a lot about, you know, having to commute, having to take a train. This stresses me so much and I can get into panic or anxiety mode about that. So I'm location independent with no home base. So I have to do that a lot. Therefore, managing my mental health in that way helps me to better plan. Like even now I'm recording this from my Airbnb lockdown in Albania, but making sure that, you know, during my period, if I'm working directly with clients or if I need to hop on a plane or commute, I can get super anxious quickly. Yeah. So that's really important. That's something that I do so that it can help me deal better with my life. And if that's you too, and you resonate with this, do make sure you check out cycle thinking. Another thing that's incredibly important for us entrepreneurs is surrounding ourselves with people who get us, who encourage us and support us. Being part of a loving community that cheers for you and celebrates you for who you are, being true to who you are, that's an amazing thing to have. And I think you have created such an awesome community here, Natasha, where creatives can truly, truly shine. So these were some of my few tips. I could go on and on and on about this because I have just so many things that I have tried, lots and lots and lots of like wonderful, mindful activities. But I would say that, for example, right now with the COVID situation, I actually booked my online therapist again, not because I'm dealing with anxiety, but because this is a collective trauma that we are dealing with. And so I want to manage my mental health and I wanted to take care for it. So yeah, that, if that's something that you feel like it will help you, then do go and book online therapy sessions and you know do what you need to do to make yourself feel great so that you can deal with uh, life better. Thanks so much again for having me here, Natasha. I was so pleased to get to know the other ladies here today. For anyone who wants to get in touch with me, let's connect on Instagram stories. You can find me at Bea Mongar, so it's 
B-E-A underscore M-A-N-G-A-R. Or you can also, let's have fun on TikTok. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Wow. I am so honored to have had those incredible women on the show to share their advice and honest struggles with mental health. I hope this episode encouraged you to have more conversations just like this one in your own circle to find ways to support your mental health with your own business. And maybe if you don't really struggle with mental health, it'll help you understand the women and entrepreneurs in your own space and how you can support them as well. If you love this episode, please share it and tag us in your stories. All of our socials are linked in the show notes, and we would love to hear from you and kind of hear your own experience and see if this has impacted you. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you have the brightest day.